I am Annie Lobert and welcome to The Pink Chair. Today I have a very special, beautiful, anointed, gorgeous friend on the set. And she has such an amazing testimony and story about her life and where she is now. Her name is Allie. Allie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank Well, I you. should say Allison. <laughs> That's what you like Either to be called or. anyway. I call you Allie, but yeah. Allison, how yes, are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm so happy you're here today. I'm so happy to be here. Ah, finally, we got you here, you know? And I met you for the first time, and not to shock anybody, <laughs> but I met you in a class called Ladies of Destiny. Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, you would come and it was actually in CCDC, which people might not know what that is, Clark County Detention Center. I'll say it again, Clark County Detention Center. And I was doing a class and you were just in the audience smiling and sweet. And, and then I said, hey, does anyone want to sign up for the Destiny House? And <laughs> when you get out of here, if you're on probation or if you need somewhere to go. And so you signed up and the rest is history yes and the judge mandated you and and mm -hmm. you've been having a good time with us ever since yeah and i found out more about your story when mm -hmm. you came into the house like a deeper realm of your story and it, yeah. it was just wow i couldn't believe so i wanted to ask you just first of all how long have you been in las vegas oh i've been here since 2000 okay i moved here in yeah. 2000 and why yeah. did you move here uh, my dad is a nuclear engineer. Whoa. So he, his job moved from mm -hmm. state to state. So we came here. And why wouldn't you mm -hmm. be working as a nuclear en engineer in Las Vegas? Because we have a lot of cool stuff here, Area 51, and mm -hmm. there's other things like that. Yeah. Uh, we've had test sites, and I don't mm -hmm. know exactly what he does, but that's a very interesting job. So you grew up here, and you were going to school, and mm -hmm. just so you know, maybe like, do you think it was a normal childhood, or was it kind of up and down or what did you feel like? Um, well, I was adopted when I was a baby. Okay. And um, so probably I was a lot more spoiled than normal because I was adopted. Not you. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, um, and I was an only child, yeah. so, um, and my dad was a nuclear engineer. My mom was a substitute teacher. So, you know, for the three people, my dad made a pretty good amount of money. So I was spoiled rotten. And I got everything I ever wanted and got to go to Disney World and Sea World and Dollywood. And, oh, it was so awesome. I did all of the kid things. And um, so, yeah, it was a pretty, like, I guess normal childhood, like something you would think in single child. But then one day, mm -hmm. you and a friend of yours, mm -hmm. and how old were you at this time when you met this guy? Uh, I was 15. You were 15 mm -hmm. years old. Yeah. And this man came into your life. And yeah. what was that? What was he doing? Um, so me and a couple of friends were in an apartment complex. I can't remember exactly, but I think one of them lived in this apartment complex. So we were just outside hanging out, like doing regular teenager stuff, trying to, you know, pretend like we were grown-ups, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we Flirt with guys, waving guys in cars. <laughs> <laughs> Worried about, you know, what we looked like and all this stuff. And this guy comes up and um, all of us had experienced smoking weed and drinking alcohol mm -hmm. before. Um, so 
I'm, I don't, I can't remember if we had smoked weed and maybe he smelled it on us. I'm not sure exactly. But he came up, he lived in the apartments mm -hmm. and he came up, um, I think it was with one of his friends and he was like, hey, what are you guys doing? Do you want to come hang out in my apartment? Like we can smoke weed and drink some alcohol or whatever. And we were like, okay, we can yeah. do whatever we want because <laughs> we're grown, you know? That's right. You're 15. So of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. So we go inside and we're smoking weed and he's like pouring Jose Cuervo down our throats like it was nothing, you know, and he was like, oh yeah, how old are you girls? I'm 19, you know, and wow. um, then he started guilt tripping us and like, you know, he lied to us. We didn't know he was lying. We were way too young to know that, but he said he had cancer and he only had so long to live. and that right there makes you feel bad for somebody, you right. know? So he knew exactly what he was doing, but we didn't know he knew what he was doing. We had no clue. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, one thing led to another and we were like, oh, well, we can like hang out with this guy and he'll smoke weed with us and, you know, get alcohol for us because we weren't old enough to buy alcohol. We weren't old enough to do anything, you know? <laughs> um, and I was getting some weird vibes pr from him. Um, and all actuality, it was honestly probably because I didn't think he was attractive. He just wasn't my type. So he was more like irritating and annoying to me when he would try to flirt with me. It was just, right. you know, and he just, he wouldn't leave me alone, like certain things that he would say. And he tried to like go to my house, my parents' house, meet my parents and, you know, talk to my mom and get in good with my mom. And said that he um, worked for somebody who did commercials or something like that. And it was supposed to be like some big Levi commercial and that he could take me to it. And I was like, uh. Wow, Levi commercial. Who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> Levi's. Yeah, hello. I have a bunch of Levi's. Commercial. Right? <laughs> it's the oldest jeans in our Dude, country. Like the first jeans. like what teenager would not want to go of do course. that? Of course. So you, you wanted know? to be, he wanted to offer a model. Mm -hmm. Maybe a model internship Yeah, exactly. To you? Yeah. You were mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Yeah, well, so right before that, I was actually in um, the thing that John Robert Powers, mm -hmm. I was in that for a few months. So Is that a modeling agency? It is. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it still exists or not, but um, so I was in that. So I was like, oh, modeling, you know, but then I was like, oh, he's kind of irritating. And I already had a boyfriend at the time, so I was... He wasn't cute enough, you know what I mean? To totally. Just, I had guys like, like that in high school that had mm -hmm. crushes on me or just were trying to, I could tell they were trying to get me in bed. Yeah. And I was like, ill. Yeah. And, but yet I was fascinated by their attraction towards me. I was like drawn toward, it's the weirdest it thing. It's because really especially, weird. you said you were adopted. Mm -hmm. So even a girl that's adopted or even a girl that, you know, might seem to have a great family life, there might be a hole in your heart. Yeah. That you're just like drawn to certain people that are giving you attention mm -hmm. that you've never experienced before. And you don't even know that it's there. You have no you don't. idea. You're so naive. You're like, ah. Yeah. So I want to go back to what happened between you two after this break. You guys, you cannot miss this because Allison's about to share the shocking truth about the supposed modeling agency. We come back to the pink chair. Allison, I wanted to ask you, what was the difference 
in your recovery now and what has changed because you've came to the Destiny House that was never there before in your life? Oh, I have been through multiple rehabs and prison and jail. And the one thing that's different this time is my relationship with God and Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. That is so amazing because this is what I find within myself. This is what changed me. And I, yeah. 16 years of me going out of control, you and so many other girls I've met, yeah. every time that Jesus is brought into the picture of healing and of the trauma, everything changes. It does. And with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Destiny House is a place where ladies can come again and dream new dreams, get rid of their nightmares, discover who they are in Jesus, develop into righteous women to go out into the world into the destiny that God originally called them, which is a destiny of favor, prosperity, and blessings. They were never designed to be sold. They were never designed to be thieves. They were never designed to be con artists or sex trafficked, which by the way, 95% of women that are abused, 95% in the sex industry, in trafficking, were sexually abused as children or molested. We cannot forget those stats, that these ladies, we need to embrace them and we need to be part of the solution. Destiny House is this solution. Been doing this for almost 15 years and can I tell you the miracles that I have seen happen in our program and with our outreach. You guys, if you want to partner with us, we need partners. We need monthly partners. Go to hookersforjesus.net. Welcome back to Pink Chair. And today I have Allison in the studio sharing her story of transformation. Some of you might not realize this or know this, but trafficking comes in all forms. It's not just sex trafficking per se. It could be a job like Allison was being offered that was going to go into something deeper and more insidious and more nefarious into pedophilia trafficking. So Allison, I kind of told the story a little bit, <laughs> but what happened? Cause I'll never forget when you said, well, I don't know if I was trafficked. And then I showed you that power and control wheel. And I was like, wait a second, this guy, you told me he bought you a leather jacket mm -hmm. or gave you an expensive leather jacket yeah. and took you out in the desert. Tell the rest of the story. Yeah. How did that um, happen? So from a little bit before we were like hanging out with him, we knew that we could drink alcohol and smoke weed. And of course we think we're grown ups, Party. you know, so that's what we want to do. So if somebody's going to let us do that, who says that he's 19, why would we not? I mean, that's not 20, you know? Like, he literally gave the perfect age, 19. Right. Like, I feel like that's not too old, you know, yeah. for a 15-year-old. He's still a teenager. At least, exactly. So it's, so we're teenagers. My brain is okay with it, you know? Um, so we... Oh, man. Um, I can't remember it exactly the way that it happened, like the sequence of how it happened, the timeline, but I remember um, us being in his apartment and him showing us um, his computer screen that had a picture of like all of these girls 
in like rows, like pictures of their faces. I think I can't remember exactly what it was. Like they were choices. Mm -hmm. But how he explained it was these are, you know, all the girls that do modeling pictures for me and they make a lot of money and all of this stuff. And he was trying to like glorify it. And I was just like, I don't know. It looks like too many girls to, it just, it was never something that I was into. Thank God. Because I mean, I could have easily fallen into that trap, but I was more like something just wasn't right with it, you know, for me. And you weren't attracted to him. I was not attracted to him. If I was, it would have been a completely different exactly. story. So he, tr- mm-hmm. maybe he thought he was attractive and he could, he could like trick you oh, into something. Oh, he probably but thought he was, yeah. Think, I mean, I feel like God might have protected you from that attraction. Oh, yeah. So that you wouldn't fall deeper. So mm-hmm. then what was the next step? You guys did um, a photo shoot? Yes, he came and picked me up from my parents' house. And I can't remember why, what he said like why we were going to be going somewhere. But he was like, yeah, let's just go, you know, brought some lady with him. And um, we went up to Red Rock. Oh, I think it was for the pictures for like the Levi commercials and stuff like that, that he said that he had something to do with, you know, and it ended up not having anything to do with jeans or clothes for that matter. And the lady was like, just trying to make me feel comfortable and coercing me into like, oh, it's okay. Coercing, there's the word, coercing, Mm -hmm. that's part of trafficking. Yeah, she was definitely like, she knew what she was doing, you know, and um, whatever motive they had behind it, it was just bad, bad, bad. And I ended up not having any clothes on except for a thong at 15 years old, sitting on a rock. Do you know that that is, that is child pornography? Mm-hmm. Sitting on a rock, and yep, you're just all rock. of a sudden, you're you've got a thong on, and they're taking so pictures uncomfortable. of you. So uncomfortable. I was the most uncomfortable the, the, that I've ever been. What did that do to your to your fear level or your heart? Like, um, how did that affect you? You know, after realizing what had happened and how I was like with my body, I'm very self conscious, and like I don't. You know, I'm not too confident in how right. I look and stuff like that. And I'm almost 100% positive that ha- that that had a lot to do with it because I was very uncomfortable. And I, I mean, I was like with my boyfriend, you know, right. at the time. But these people made me feel like I had to do something and I knew that I didn't want to. Yeah, you felt forced. You know, it was absolutely. And mm-hmm. what do you know now that, that he was going to do with those pictures and the I don't know if he we don't know if he'd done anything but he yeah his purpose was to put it on that website put it on the website and Mm -hmm. and And let people yeah traffic you and and then he said let's go out of town yeah and And he gave you a coat mm -hmm. a nice coat by the way and flowers and flowers and and just showering you with gifts Mm -hmm. and so that was that grooming stage of him getting you to trust him Mm -hmm. And so, oh, it's crazy. I, I just, you were like this close oh to being gosh. totally trapped. Oh, so close. I, I just can't believe that. I'm so glad you weren't attracted to him because yes, so you would have stepped all the way deep inside of that. Oh, it would have been situation. Yep. And and this guy, 19 years old, doesn't matter. I mean, he was old enough, over 18, to be a child pornographer. Mm-hmm. Like that is exactly what was going down. And who knows? Yeah. Like what does 
or what was he doing with these young girls? Like what, where did he take them? Did they go to yeah. a studio? I mean, where, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, and I'm so thankful that, that, you know, that you got away and, uh, let's talk about how you cut them off. Oh man. <laughs> just, you just told him I'm not so, going to see you anymore. No. Oh no. Uh-uh. I was way too scared to say something like that. Cause I didn't know. Cause he would tell on you. It, well, and your parents would be yeah, mortified. that, and I didn't know what he was capable of doing. I didn't trust him at all. Like, I just didn't like him. And my friend had gone to party with him and some of his friends one night and called me the next morning, and she had no clue what happened. She woke up. Whoa, he drugged with her. With no underwear on. He drugged her and raped her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awful. And she's the same. She's one year younger than me. Mm-hmm. 14 years yeah. old. Yeah. So um, after I had heard that, then I was like, oh, absolutely not. This is not happening. So he came to my house and he knew that I didn't want to go. And he was trying to talk my mom into letting me come because if my mom, if my parents, okay, then I have to go. Right. To go out of town. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stay across um, state lines. Yeah. Illegal. And I ended up, my dad, thank God my dad worked down the street. Mm -hmm. Um, I called my, I went into my parents' room and I locked the bedroom door and I called my dad and I said, daddy, get here now because this guy is trying to talk mom into letting me leave and I don't want to go. Stop right now. (laughs) We're going to take a break because I want to hear what happened. Okay. We'll be right back with Allison's powerful story of escaping a child sex trafficker. Can you guys believe it? Yes. A child sex trafficker. Allison, I wanted to ask you, what was the difference in your recovery now and what has changed because you've came to the Destiny House that was never there before in your life? Oh, I've been through multiple rehabs and prison and jail. And the one thing that's different this time is my relationship with God and Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. That is so amazing because this is what I find within myself. This is what changed me. And I, 16 years of me going out of control, you and so many other girls I've met every time that Jesus is brought into the picture of healing and of the trauma, everything changes. It does. And with God, all things are possible. Mm -hmm. Destiny House is a place where ladies can come again and dream new dreams get rid of their nightmares, discover who they are in Jesus, develop into righteous women to go out into the world, into the destiny that God originally called them, which is a destiny of favor, prosperity, and blessings. They were never designed to be sold. They were never designed to be thieves. They were never designed to be con artists or sex trafficked, which by the way, 95% of women that are abused 95% in the sex industry, in trafficking, were sexually abused as children or molested. We cannot forget those stats, that these ladies, we need to embrace them and we need to be part of the solution. Destiny House is this solution. Been doing this for almost 15 years and can I tell you the miracles that I have seen happen in our program and with our outreach. You guys, if you want to partner with us, we need partners. We need monthly partners. Go to hookersforjesus.net, just like fishnet, because hookersforjesus means I will teach you how to fish for people, 
that are drowning in the heavy, stormy, dark waters of sex trafficking. Don't you want to be part of the solution? Join us. Welcome back to Pink Chair. I have Allison here and we're on like the height of the story. It's like the Ooh, the grippy moment, the popcorn in the audience. We want to know what happened. <laughs> yeah. He came to get you at your house. Mm -hmm. Your dad did what? Um, so my dad came home, and he ended up leaving before my dad got there because he knew that my dad was coming. Um, my dad just worked right down the street from our house. So, um, But then I was still nervous. Like I didn't know if he was going to keep trying to come back or what he was going to do because he knew that I was rejecting him. And... I was very uncomfortable with him. So I was, as I said, I thought that I was a grown 15 year old, you know, and I wanted money to go buy weed and go shopping and do what I wanted to do. And I ended up stealing my parents' ATM card and um, taking money out of the ATM and going and doing that. Well, my parents had called the police oh. and I blamed it all on this guy. I said that this guy made me do it because I didn't like him and that's I didn't know how else to get rid of this guy you know yeah. I was like oh, yeah. I know exactly what to do I he mean, won't that's be able like, to come bother me ever right. again that's you a know? good that's I mean you were like using your brain you, but you, even though it was backwards it might be like a Rahab lie or something but you just were like I gotta get rid of this guy I, I know it's funny it your parents love you but oh man you guys have made up obviously but so he had told me his real name and um well I didn't think it was a fake name I didn't know anything was wrong with him yeah. you know so the police came and they asked me what happened and I told them that this guy made me take the money out and they asked me his name and they looked it up and it came up that he was wanted in two other states for child molestation. <gasps> so and he, really, he wow. was 35 years old. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Yeah, 35. 35 years old? 35. 20 years older than me. 35 years old. That is just, you know what, I'm going to pray for that guy's soul. Yeah. That is very bad. Mm -hmm. That is... So how much did this affect your next life? Because you grew up and I, I met you at CCDC mm -hmm. and I yeah. know we don't have a lot of time. What happened to get you there? So uh, I started using drugs, some pretty heavy drugs, meth and um, prescription drugs like Xanax and stuff. You had um, trauma, Allison. Yes. I yep. really believe it's, you had trauma um, from that incident with that. Mm -hmm. Oh, it affected um, me in the sense of I could have gone out and I could have um, worked on the streets, you know, and sex trafficking and all that stuff. But I went the opposite way um, without even realizing why I was going that way. But if guys would hit on me, I would be like, oh, you think this is funny? Like, you want to hit on me? What do you think I am? Like some... Ugh bad word yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. and uh so I would be like oh okay and they would go to the bathroom and I would literally take all of their stuff and their car keys and I would leave you were angry yeah I was very angry You're so angry. I treated men very very differently and yeah. I was very serious about my relationships that I was in mm -hmm. um and like don't think that you can just come up to me and just talk to me and act like I'll do whatever for whatever because I'm not gonna and if you even think that I'm going to I'm gonna take all your stuff and you better not do it to another girl. And that's how I was. And I ended up starting to steal cars. And, oh, man, I was just, I got in so deep. And by the time I met you, you were in jail for stealing a car. Yes, right? I had already been to prison twice. Mm -hmm. um, this was my last 
like this you spiraled. It oh. sounds like your your trauma and mm-hmm. everything you've been through, the anger and yes. what had happened to you made you totally rebel. And mm-hmm. see, if, if, if women don't get treated, young girls don't get treated for their trauma, this is what can happen. Yeah, and you don't and, even realize. Right, and you didn't even know that you were... No pre- clue. You were being traffic but just not paid cash and they were getting mm-hmm. ready to sell you and groomed and, oh yeah and so that does affect your mm-hmm. your whole soul and your your heart and you know I, I really believe that God watched over you Allison I really do oh he did and so you came into the destiny house and mm-hmm. I've just seen you blossom mm-hmm. I mean I am just so proud of you you have just turned into this strong beautiful blooming flower it's just and you're so full of love and patience and you you love people like you there there's girls in the house that sometimes try patience and you're just like oh you know we have to be really kind we have to understand Mm -hmm. I mean you're just so loving and understanding and I I really believe that God has you know taken what originally he intended for you Mm -hmm. and he's made it come full circle because you've always had that in you because he created you yes and I truly believe that also and I can feel the difference I don't see the or feel like how people are like oh my gosh I just see this whole difference but once I think about it I'm like oh my goodness you know I'm actually like I'm finally doing it and it's because I've surrendered yes and I'm willing and this is truly what I want you know nothing could change me until I wanted it and until I was willing and surrendered to God, because once I did, I realized this is so much easier this way than it was the other and, way. And you're you know? so healthy now, like your your body's healthy. But I'm so excited for you to share about what you're doing now, because oh. you're what are you doing right now? I'm going to school yeah. now for uh, dental assisting, which is something that I've been wanting to do since I was. Yeah, beautiful teeth. Oh man. Well, since when did you want to do that to be <laughs> since a dentist? 18, around 18. Are you so this is one of your mm-hmm. desires of your heart that yes. God's fulfilled and for you. And the enemy was trying to make me believe that I was not worthy. I was completely never going to be able to do that ever. And, and God you, showed wow. me the exact opposite from my obedience and my willingness and And you are worthy. I am. What if there was a girl out there right now? Okay. And she was a 14 or 15 year old and maybe this same guy came up to her or maybe a guy that she is good looking that she likes and has a crush on. What would you say to her? What could you, what would you say to her? Let's pretend, what if you talk to Allison at Mm -hmm. 15 and you look in that camera and you tell her, what would you warn her about and what would you tell her about God? Oh, You know, we really need to cherish being children and just having fun and growing up. We do not need to be adults right away. I really regret not being a real teenager and going to prom and all of the normal high school stuff. I didn't even go to high school um, because I was trying to be a grown-up. God is always there with you no matter what. Even if you feel like you're alone, nobody's sitting with you. God is right there all of the time. He is always working. If you just close your eyes and just breathe and just know that he's there with you. And he loves you Mm -hmm. so much. He does, and that's the only reason that I'm 
Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. What a testimony mm -hmm. you are. Thanks for coming on today. Yes, thank you for having me. I love you. Thanks for joining us today, Pink Chair. Can't wait for the next show, you guys. We love you. Bye.